0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport.
1: Powered by fans.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee In terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident.
2: a Rexham FC podcast by Nathan Salt and Rich Faye bringing you all the latest views news and interviews from around the racecourse. now if you're new around here make sure to subscribe but enough of that let's get on with the show
0: Troisor, hello! Welcome to the latest episode of Rob Ryan Red. My name's Rich Faye, I'm joined once again by Nathan Salt, this podcast brought to you with our new sponsor, Red 10 People Development. And of course, the music, the stings, brought to you once again this week by Wrexham-based band Hypnotic. Nath, the summer schedule starting to take shape, we're off to Benidorm, not sure Johnny Vegas will be joining us, but Wrexham on their holidays and the season getting ever closer. Yeah, I mean, we've just been itching for news, haven't we? Just any sort
2: of update, any shred of information. Um, I know I've been I've been pestering various people, trying to get stuff out of them. Finally got a bit of a pre-season schedule. Alicante, Benidorm, wherever you... I've seen people already trying to get uh, uh, boats over from Ibiza or cheap flight over if they're already in Tenerife. So, yeah, a bit of last-minute planning for people. I'm not sure how it's going to work because I've already got my July rotor. I'm sure other people will have done. Uh, A bit of last-minute reshuffling, Rich. But no, Alicante, two games there. Don't know the opposition yet. Hopefully we'll find out that soon. And either side of that, we've got the Nantwich friendly that Humphrey Kerr mentioned on the podcast a while ago. And then uh, Robbie Savage. Macclesfield back at the race course uh, at the end of the month, about a week out from the start of the season. So I'd assume that would be the last tune-up. It's actually quite a a short pre-season, Rich, for me. I'm not sure what I was expecting, but... I don't know. It, it seems. Yeah, I, like I was not many games. To be
0: six, six games or so. But I think the caveat is just how late the season was in ending, and the fact that it could have gone on for another week for us if we had got to the playoff final. So there's just so much mitigation. And I think lots of teams are in the same boat. Obviously, the seasons are all starting earlier because of the World Cup in Qatar, which you know, doesn't affect the Vanuatu National League. There's not many Brazilians or French internationals playing <laughs> in the fifth tier, but. Uh, it still has that knock-on effect, so it's going to be, you know, a bit of a tight schedule, quick turnaround. Wrexham's first preseason game Saturday the sixteenth of July against Nant against Nantwich. Then, like you said, a double header in Alicante to be confirmed. Those opponents will bring you all the latest as and when we get them. We know there was some suggestion of it may in Wolves, but they've already got their fixture schedule confirmed while they're out there, so that looks very unlikely. And like you said, Nate, a game at the Kairas, Macclesfield at home, thirtieth of July. It's exciting. It's something to you know get our teeth into. But you think even in terms of new recruits, there's not much opportunity for trialists or people who that who we might not be fully committed to signing yet having a chance to impress this summer.
2: Yeah, we are we are the days of trialist A, B, and C. Are the Jimmy Torre days? Are they gone? They think the past. Your, yeah, under... I was going to ask that. Who's your favourite ever trialist? It's got to be Jimmy uh, Torrey, has not it? He, he's up, he's up there, yeah. I mean, where did he play? Was that just like kind of behind closed doors at Lex, or I it feel like he didn't a get a, he didn't did get a full its
0: Mold, in... maybe. He it was it Lex. was
2: always like very low key games. I think he played I don't know against where, where he is Druids
0: now. once as well. I'm pretty sure I played Druids because I, I swear we interviewed him after the game, but we couldn't say who his right. name was. Right,
2: right. So what what do you say? What do you say? Do you just avoid the name at all costs, or do you have to call them Trialist? Or
0: I think it just had to be censored when it went online. Right. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> Because the, I think it was, yeah, I can't, I cannot remember the ins and outs. I'm trying to think of other. But. I'm trying to think of other trialists we had.
2: It was D- Dean Furman. Furman was a trialist? Was he and Dave Jones? Was he also a trialist? Was
0: Jazzy Bar and Bub a trialist before he signed?
2: God, these are some names, now, aren't they? We could Go run through and through. I'm the likes of, yeah, it let us know. It let us know on Twitter at Rob Brown Red. Now past five thousand followers on their Rich, which is great. And keep them coming. It's great. Really appreciate all the support on there at Rob Brown Red on Twitter. At Rob Ryan Red on Instagram. Thanks to those who've joined that new platform. We're putting more of our graphics over there. And Rob at gmail.com for the email. Yeah, Rich, Instagram was actually interesting. Um, putting out various reels and graphics. People were very quick on If you haven't seen it already, go and look on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, I made a, a kind of four-person um, graphic based on the clubs that they played for before before um, Wrexham, and I ran it by you, Rich, first, and friend of the pod, James Kelly, just to see how easy or, or difficult it was. How did you think I got on? Was I
0: fair? Was I unfair? I thought you were fair. and The first one, yeah. Yeah, it's always difficult, because once you've seen someone else post the correct answers, <laughs> you can just act like you knew all along yourselves. <laughs> um, Fadzi and I got straight away, but that was just because I knew he'd been at Sunderland and Crewe, and I knew he started at yeah. Sheffield United, because I spoke to Sheffield United's youth manager a few weeks ago about McFadzie and right. being there, you know, in the youth ranks. Seeing the Rushden Diamonds uh, logo back on a graphic you know, brought back memories. Um, I know. So yeah, that one I did get that one, but that was based on his last club. And to be honest, I went that through was like Forest Green. Yeah. Yeah, I went on like a Wikipedia wormhole. You know, when you just start going into the the dark depths of Wikipedia, and I that was,
2: is that is dark.
0: Yeah, I was looking at Rushden Diamonds for some reason because I watched a YouTube video of some someone like Urban exploring their old stadium before it got demolished. Oh, wow. So I went down like oh, a little God. treasure trove of Rushden Diamonds and remembered seeing um, the person's name who played for them and played for Wrexham as well. And then C, I, as soon as I saw the Carlisle United logo, I just presumed it was Oil Money scum again.
2: Yeah, I thought that would throw people. I thought that was that was a bit devious of me because I thought that people immediately would join the dots, not Aaron Hayden. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll leave those two there, Rich. So there's two more on there. Rich hasn't given you any of the answers. He'll give you one of them, at least. He'll give you the first one, Callum McFadzian. Uh, But go and have a look and see uh, if you if you can figure them out. We're going to drop a few more of those every Tuesday, so some Tuesday trivia on Instagram and Twitter. Rich, what was the verdict on Callum McFadden? then when you spoke to this U-team coach? Big fan, or what do they make of him?
0: Well, yeah, I spoke to Travis Binion, who is highly rated at Man United. He's the coach who's just won the under 18s FA Youth Cup with Man United wow. for the first time in 11 years. Um, he's just been promoted as well to head of player development at United, so that's really, really well done to him. He was the assistant manager of Sheffield United's under 18s when they got to the Youth Cup final in 2011. So in 2011, Sheffield United had a great team. I know this will get derided now, but Harry Maguire was the captain. They had McFadzian, you know, at left back. And he was the assistant manager of Travis Binion. So he had his own sort of redemption arc this year because he went from losing the FAU Cup final at Old Trafford to then winning it with United. But yeah, I spoke to him about McFadzian. He was speaking about him and his brother. And he was just saying that Cal McFadzian is far too good for this level. He said he's seen clips of him playing for Wrexham and he still felt like there was more gears to go in but he was sort of almost not that he wasn't trying 100% just that he felt there was more to to give really and that he could sort of settle into the role more and you know I think when we look at the way that Wrexham were quite weak on the left-hand side defence towards the end of the season it was maybe just that partnership that hadn't been established enough and it's so interesting that we haven't signed anyone yet as well in terms of I think Parkey is very happy with the team he's got and he's just going to try cherry cherry-pick some talent to sort of bolster it out, which I'm an eternal pessimist. That does worry me somewhat because my concern going into next season is that we are maybe going to rest on our laurels too much and say, we were excellent last season, so we're going to be excellent again next season. And if we buy some more players, we'll therefore be better. I do think that we, you know, we can't sort of... Rest too much because the other teams around us are buying players. There's going to be real heated competition. We're the strong favourites to go up, you know. There's going to be all that external pressure and hype on Wrexham to win the league. And yeah, the pessimist in me is just a little worried about our slowish start to the summer. But like I said, in terms of McFadden and in terms of Parkey, I do think Parkey's very happy with what he's got already. <laughs>
2: It's been very, very quiet, hasn't it? Which I think is always a little bit disappointing because you're just trying to fill fill the void. And we've had some whispers here and there about uh, fixtures and, and all those sort of things. Um, but nothing, you know, I spoke to a couple of agents about players. We've now seen Joe Sparra. That was, like I said, a while ago, I think on a podcast, there was a call made by Phil Parkinson back in November to um, Spara's representatives about looking into the, into that move, there were some doubts from Spurs side about was he going to be in the same position as Jordan Davis? How would they be able to coexist? Eventually, Parky sort of changed route and went for Tom O'Connor. Whether they whether he was looking at both, I don't know. But all I know is there was a call made last November and nothing since then. Uh, Spurs now got new terms, fresh terms, improved at Solihull. Uh, I think everyone's just crying out for a rumor rich, but the club are really good in in terms of just shoring everything up you know very very little comes out of the club in advance uh that they don't want out there um so it's it's been a tricky odd summer for i don't know if you've seen some of these in the know accounts they just get more and more outlandish we had paul Mullin going to salford at one point and i think we've had rexham paying five hundred thousand for dorking striker alfie rutherford i
1: think we've seen that one no,
0: I've not seen that one. Um,
1: Good, I, lucky. I
0: think I'd rather have Paul Rutherford back, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what you get. You always get these little in the know accounts who start off with one or two sort of vague rumors that are semi-believable, and then when they get called out, they inevitably deride the Rexham fan base, have a go yeah. at us, cause all miles of words, and quickly sort of just get this notoriety for being absolute sort of jobs worth, you know. And just but, that, having... but like
2: you said, like you said about the, about the squad, I think you know we've lost a couple of we i think the the holes in the squad are fairly obvious in terms of depth you know we need a couple of midfielders need a couple of strikers yeah i've seen it he's still out there he's not signed yet as of this podcast on wednesday june 22nd dom telford is that the kind of move you need to make in getting league 2 top scorer or or again do you, yeah. it's it's you know again yeah it's it's like you say i think parky's in no rush it's just interesting to see teams like Knox county Go and raid, um, raid kind of the National League North in, in Gates. had got two players from Gateshead and getting other players. You look at even Stockport, who've now gone up, have gone and sort of gone for top level National League players. So I think for us, it's uh, players are out of contract on June the 30th. We're, we seem, we are seemingly waiting to see who becomes available. So I don't know, it's, it's a sit tight operation, but it's not really fun and it's not great for us, is it? We haven't got much things to talk about, Rich.
0: No, there's not too much to go off, and I think as well, we don't want to speculate too much on who might be signing. I know that we've sort of got intel of from some agents at this level, and it's all pretty vague. It's some mm. of the more well-known players at National League level, let's put it this way, who you'd expect to be on Wrexham's radar, they're sort of, their reps are just saying, well, they want to play every week and they want to be at the highest level possible. Yeah. It's all very predictable, and... Which footballer wouldn't want to be paid more and play at the highest level possible? So oh, that was bizarre. I got one. Of, I got one of those. I won't
2: name the player, but I'll say a player in the top. You know, the top eight of the national league in one of those teams, and yeah, we had a conversation with a representative, and and as you sort of alluded to there, it was a kind of wants to play at the highest level, wants to play all the time, wants to score goals. You know, whatever every footballer wants to do, it wants to earn as much money as possible. It was a very, uh, very nothing exchange that I did absolutely nothing with. So, we we will see, Rich. But
0: I, well, know, I guess I've got to ask you on that, Nathan, because we we have just said then there's some obvious gaps in the team. How many players do you think we actually need this summer? Then, because the goalkeeper debate is one that continues to rage on amongst the fan base. We know that you know, Rob Laiton on his day is the best keeper in the league, but. He is very susceptible to injuries, the way that he plays, his his brave approach. And Christian Dibble, you know, he's always... I I think he's never going to be able to win the fan base over, really. I think he's had too many nervy Mm. moments and too many bad errors that you almost wonder, does he just have to go? And then defence, we've already said Max Cleworth. he's ready to play every game, but he had a poor last few weeks of the season by his own admission as well you have got mm. Harry Lennon who's been offered new terms to prove his fitness do you need another center back just because we we use three? the full backs they've both I had... think you need
2: uh, I think you need 5 I would I, I think you need a, a minimum of five rich and this is what I would say I think you need a goalkeeper um a defender a center back uh two midfielders what's that uh how I many? Yeah, I can't even count. Four. Want... Are you saying that's no, no, two so... centre or... No, I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying two. So I'm saying two midfielders, two strikers. That's four. A defender and a goalkeeper so six. I think you need six players, which sounds a lot, but and it sounds like a, a chunk of the team. But we lost a lot of depth in terms of strikers. You know, you, you is, is Bickerstaff going to step up? And is, are you going to go with those four that you've currently got? You're going to go with Mullen, Palmer, Hyden, and Bickerstaff, and Angus? Are you going to go with those five? Sorry. Are you going to go... I, I would look at it and you need... I think you need another attacking midfielder and probably a winger, just someone to change it up. Winger attacking central midfielder, something like that. Um, So that's what I would go. Two in midfield, two up front. And okay, I would send big stuff out on loan again. And I would get another centre back in and a goalkeeper. Know, yeah. what, what do you think? Is that, that that sounds like a lot of players to get in. but It, it does sound you know, like a lot. And it a lot does of... sound like a lot, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I, see, I was making my list, and I do think it's around about six as well. I think. But do you think half of that we're going to get? I think we'll get four or five. Right, um, right. But that, that doesn't mean that all will be high calibre. There'll be some no, players no, no, who are... Sure. Uh, another factor that you've got to mark into all this as well is because the seasons have ended so quickly, there's lots of players who've only, in the last few weeks, found out about their future, that they're not at a club, that they're free to move mm. on, and then they've had their holiday and then it's a case of, right, I need to find a new club. I need to be looking around now. Some players will have cut their break short, but after the season they've had, you know they all deserve a rest. So I think there is mitigation to the slow start. Like you said, we just all want some sort of movement, some sort of names, some excitement. And <laughs> it's slowly coming. I think releasing the kits as well. I know Humphrey teased them was it a week ago or two weeks ago, saying they're the best kits we've produced yet since the takeover. And, you know, just having one of those released would be another little thing to get fans excited. I know those um, green walkout tracksuits are being sent out next week. So Oof, if you pre-ordered you've pre-ordered one, one.
2: Of them. You've ordered one of those. I've
0: ordered one. So hopefully that does arrive next week. Hopefully that doesn't go missing like the uh, Postman Pat toy I bought yeah. from and my nephew, which I, is I um, hope you lost hope in action. Wasn't... Oh, no. What happened yeah. there? Well, it's my, my nephew's birthday next month, and he lives in Japan. Right. And right. he is he's mad into Postman Pat. He watches Love it that. on like iPlayer, maybe some dodger YouTube streams as well. <laughs> but he is mad into Postman Pat, but he lives in Japan, so you can't get Postman Pat gear, as it were. So right. I thought, right, I'll just be the best uncle there is. I'll buy him a Postman Pat playset, and then I can post it out to Japan. You know, that's brownie points for, for years. I for huge. So... I ordered ordered this Postman Pat playset, the last one of it in stock, two weeks ago. It said it was posted. It's just never arrived. There's oh, no. there's a full-blown full, full blown post office investigation going into it at the moment, and who knows where it is. Hopefully it turns up because the clock is ticking down and I'm still out of pocket and I still don't have bloody Miss Goggins, whatever name is, in the, the village I mean, shop. At the end so... of the day,
2: no, no playset. You just need to get him a black and white cat. That's what's in Postman Pat, isn't it? getting his own black and white cat, mate. Yeah, they're probably easier to land in Japan. You just get one of those sent over. So, yeah, um, hopefully
0: the postman or postman, po- person can deliver my uh, tracksuit top with, with far crossed. less sort of drama than this. I'm and interested to see how you look in it compared to a, a
2: certain Mr. Ryan Reynolds. I don't know if you're... I was thinking this. Who knows. I just don't
0: know how I'm going to be able to pull it off, you know. I mean, it looks great, but what doesn't on Ryan yeah, Reynolds? Yeah, so, It's true. It's true. It's true.
2: maybe we get on to pre-season and a pre-season tour. I've seen some people saying ah, it's really difficult and, and I'm in that boat of trying to, can I make it work? Can I not? But ultimately the lads are going to be jetting off on holiday. Uh, I say on holiday, jetting off on a pre-season tour together. Alicante, bit of, bit of kind of summer sun in Spain. And it's kind of evoked memories given it's not, it's not Pittsburgh. It's not Philadelphia. It's kind of evoked memories for people of those Portugal pre-season tours. Now, the first one of that, I believe, you went on. Was that when you were with the club? Did you go yes, on on that?
0: Yeah, that was the first one, um, which was yeah eventful. Uh, it was nice. We <laughs> whereabouts was that? Whereabouts was that in Portugal? Do you know, it's a good question. It's a good question. I do remember. It's, it's but... a good
2: question that you cannot remember. But
0: either way, what did we have? A, how long did you have out there? A week, five days, something like that. It was half a week or so, I think. Right. Um, okay. On that first trip, from what I remember, it's four. F- I think it's five nights. And lovely. Do we play CD Lulatano? I remember Leo Smith scored a, a header right at the end to to save the um to save the day from what I from what I recollect. Um, yeah, it was it was a good good event, good good time out. Yeah, that was a 2017 um, outing. Um, yeah, we did a few things with the club. We didn't get as much access as we wanted got to be at the hotel when they did their initiations they were doing karaoke i think i heard aki right sort of have to sing a, a melody from what i remember wow i think was christian dibble doing his or something i think oh no i think christian dibble was egging everyone on like a cheerleader oh, and okay. i seem to recollect someone doing backstreet boys i want it that way but i can't quite remember that's who that that's was.
2: a staple of these football initiations that and that and three little birds seems to get wheeled out every time these players sing but i mean did you have to do any initiation, any nights out, or anything crazy? Any um, any tour secrets?
0: There was nothing that I had to do. Let's just say that was it. Maybe the last night um, there was a, a a team bonding night out, shall we say, and in which Dean Keats bought everyone a shot, which was very generous of him. Um, Lovely. Which you know had some consequences for me. Let's put it this way: I was found passed out in the toilets by Christian Dibble, and. Um, <laughs> A safe,
2: yeah. uh, there you go, mate. Safe pair of hands from a goalkeeper. I went for a number um, one,
0: and I was found by a number two. Oh which, dear, um, it's quite. So you just passed out in so the toilet. From what I remember, I, it was very hot. Um it, I, I am sure lie it was. Down. It was. I'm it was sure nothing it was. like Seville I wasn't carried home or anything. I just don't. <laughs> okay right. I had a little choice lie down in the toilets, which is always always nice to so do.
2: So what are you, what are you thinking? Is, is I mean, it's a nice little selling point for any any new sign A little trip over to. To Alicante if they're signed before then because what is it like the third week of July at this point, point nineteenth of July or something second third week um, what do you what do you what do you think then Rich is that something are you, are you, can you get to Alicante can you make it to Benidorm
0: well yeah I mean fortuitous or oh, what last month I booked some time off just because I had a bit of annual leave to use up I was like oh, I want to use it in the summer so I've got a break before the season starts from sort of reporting on United week to week. And I just happened to book that exact week off. So I am free for the um for the trip to Alicante. It's whether I can justify going or not. And obviously, we've not had any details of when the game is. We Obviously, we know it's the Tuesday, the first one. We don't know where the location of that is or who will be playing. I know lots of people are saying, just book it and worry about it later. I'm going to be looking at flights this week. Let's put it that way. I'm very tempted to go and get a little... Few days in the sunshine before the start of the season because tragically I'm working the two domestic ma- her friendlies, um, so I, oh. won't to to Namwich, I won't be able to get to Nantwich. Uh, I won't be able to get to Macclesfield either. So if I want to watch Rexman pre season, I've got to go to Alicante. It's it's there or bust, or or maybe go and watch them at the youth team against Buckley, which Alicante or does have the same uh, ring to it as Alicante away. So, so
2: you've got you've got a toss up between Buckley Town away. Or Alicante. It's away. Buckley
0: or Benidorm, isn't it? It's Buckley or, or Benidorm. <laughs> Buckley That's the way you sell it. Um, I mean, no, it's very a tough decision, mate. Two tough legendary cinema. nights out as well. Um,
2: uh, they, they're two memorable nights out, I'm sure, for very different what reasons. What about yourself?
0: Are you going to be able to get to any of them?
2: Am I going to get to... I, I've, I've already sort of circled that Macclesfield one. I think that'll be a, a good day. Danny Whitaker bringing his side there. Return of the Mac. Sure. Return of the Mac. And he always haunted us as well. Like not not sort of like plastic literally, but I mean, whenever we played Macclesfield, and often I would go away to uh, watch Macclesfield. Moss Rose isn't it? I would go. Yeah, to he remember, seemed to Moss always Rose. score or do something crucial. Scored, or, didn't he? He always ran the game against us. Whether it was yeah. the game where it was a complete snowstorm, or we played them away. Was it fourth qualifying round of the FA Cup? Just seemed to have a nightmare. Was he that the game got well
0: Friday us. night for some odd reason? We went to Macclesfield. Like the like away was... on a Friday night and drew one all, from what I remember.
2: And Conor Jennings scored, I believe. Yeah. If we're thinking about the right game, then then that was the one. Um, it never never sort of came out. Well, we we off, well, I'm sure we beat him now and again, but he always seemed to play well against us. So whether his team is a manager. And have you seen they're making some quite big moves for their level, Macclesfield? It's interesting. Um, you know, if we're if we're being accused of spending a lot of money at the level, I mean they're they're not shy with their cash at, at their level. So. I think that would be a really good game. Uh, am I going to make it to Buckley Town? Not sure. And I just want the fixtures now. July the 6th, I just want to know who we're playing on the opening day. Who are we playing? When are we away at Chestfield? When are we away at Notts County? All the kind of big games. And I just want to get back into the swing of things. I know people want a break. I've seen some of the players are on a break. Oli Palmer's still in Portugal with his family. Jordan Davis looking... I don't know how would you describe that look, Rich, that he wore with his kind of... Uh, cork hat, uh, Crocs. I don't. He look like a classic British tourist. Uh, he's in Cyprus. He looks um, ready for Benidorm away. Let's put. It he up. looks. He looks ready for Benidorm away. Uh, Jordan's in Cyprus. Bryce is living the life by the look of it. Very, very kind of plush trip for Bryce Hosanna in Mykonos, Greece. As we know, the Wi-Fi in Greece. If you've been a long time listening, you'll know uh, Rich's struggles in Greece uh for the fa trophy and yeah a few of the lads are elsewhere looks like tyler french has just got back from ibiza everyone's had a bit of a break and a few of the lads and congratulations well we should say rich to the three grooms james jones just got married the most recent luke young's also just got married to his partner chloe wife chloe and ollie palmer set the ball rolling when he got married shortly after the season so
0: I don't know, what did they say? Happy wife, happy life for these players? Fingers crossed, mate. Yeah, yeah. congratulations to them all. Um, I mean, like you said, on t- in terms of fixtures, it does just make it seem so much, much more real, doesn't it? When that actually happens and you've got the oh, weekends yeah. to look forward to and you can start planning which ones you can get off work, who's going to what. Yeah, it just just make it all feel so much more real, which I, I can't wait for. And, and it could like be really said,
2: busy this, these next few weeks, Rich. It could be really busy when you think, we still need a sponsor for Behind the Goal for the tech end that you'll be in after the you know the Lucas Oil fiasco players that inevitably there will be players coming in still got to release the kits we'll have confirmation on who those Alicante games are against we'll have fixtures coming out so this feels like it's been a fairly extended lull since that Grimsby game but actually it it could be quite a bit of news dropping dropping every day
0: yeah i think it will i think it's got to pick up very quickly like you said You've also got to remember that I know the foot that work never really stops in, in football, but Parkey's had to have some time off after the season as well. I know he's saying he wants the players to come back as fit as possible so that there isn't that sort of first week of preseason having to get players back up to sort of match fitness or whatever. He wants them to hit the ground running and have no sort of wasted time. So I think next week, lots of the players will start coming back from their breaks, start doing their own personal fitness regimes as well. And yeah, I think that... It's a bit of a slow start, like we said. There is the mitigation because it still is less than a month since the season ended, so yeah, it might fit. Might seem like it was ages away, but you know, it's not been that long in sort of football terms for for them to have this sort of change between past and present. And we're still stuck in that awkward sort of no man's land now as well. Where do we call it this season? Do we call it last season? Do you know what I mean it's it's still not sort of officially happening for the national league because we haven't got the fixtures for next year. We we haven't got all that confirmed. So, yeah, there's always going to be more pressure and it's going to be amplified when your nearest rivals are making moves because there's no real excuse. You know, that, d- that does sort of weaken your hand when you're making that argument yourself. But we've got such a talented squad. Our recruitment has really been impressive the last 12 months. Obviously, there's been a few players that it hasn't worked out for, but on the whole, we've seen since January the side that Parky wanted. We knew he wanted a big striker, Oli Palmer, to complement Paul Mullin. Yes, we need a bit more depth, but you know, I started off saying how pessimistic I was. But if we <laughs> do get those four or five players, you know, being greedy, we get six or seven, then I think we are in a very good place for next season. But again, I'm gonna be pessimistic. A part of me just does think that. What if one of our really key key players gets injured? We need to have a top quality replacement, one in every area of the pitch. You need a defender who can come in and not be too much of a drop off. You need a keeper, you need a midfielder, which you know we have got with O'Connor. Maybe you need another one in terms of an attacking spark, because if Jordan Davis, you know, was to miss a few games, suspension or injury, then you wonder who fills in from there. And then again, you say up front. If Palmer wasn't playing, you lose that focal point because Kwame's not there anymore. And if Mullen was misfiring, then who's coming in to get the goals without him? So I do just think it's about cherry picking the best talent we can. That's why we don't have to go for such a gung ho approach. But yeah, please, please, Parky, get us some signs now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: good way to kind of round us out rich because it's uh i I came on here thinking what do i want to talk about what do i want to get off my chest this week it's been lovely weather um and i've kind of been past the race course keeping an eye is anyone maybe i should have been looking in the uh the sainsbury's next to the ground rich given chesterfield announced one of their signings uh in In the the big big tesco Tesco, in the big tesco so who knows but i i just love i love this time of year because it's usually twitter accounts and and people sending you a message saying i've just seen uh this person i don't know who it is at the club shop or i've just seen this person and i've that's just part seen of the fun. Le-
0: vidal in londis <laughs> any <laughs> yeah. any chance that is what that
2: it's all, i mean if yeah. you have just seen Javan vidal in londis i mean you know is he the is he the new back at right back bring him back let's bring it back uh, no joking aside Michael it's Bacari just fun and Morrison's. Michael Bakari and Morrisons it's all fun and games Rich I just think we're not Hamza far away ben
0: Sharif at the butchers <laughs>
1: we're
2: not far we could, away we, and we could go, we could, go on with these for a while but we, yeah we could go on and on we're not far away I don't think and things will move quickly the season isn't that far away now you know it'll soon be it'll soon be out a wedding season I mean I've got Uh, my friend's wedding this weekend i think we're soon i think we're approaching the end maybe of wedding season um this month and starting next and then we'll be all in all roads then leading to benedorm buckley to benedorm hopefully you'll be there and if you are rich plenty of rob ryan red content out there at rob ryan red twitter instagram and rob ryan red at gmail.com a quick word as well rich i'll say thanks so much for everyone who keeps downloading the cam green podcast it seems like he was kind of playing along with the Love Island Rumour Mill, uh, and he was enjoying that. He's had some time out in Ibiza, so he was posing with a couple of fans out there and went out with their some friends. So as far as we know, he's not in the Love Island Villa yet, but people have been loving that episode. Yeah, I mean, it's close to being our most downloaded episode, Rich, which is absolutely amazing. I didn't quite expect that. And Manny Smith Part 1. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of... I, I deliberately cut that... At the point where he's you know talking about the game where he gets injured which ends his career so was keen to kind of get as much as his story told before his injury and get that out there and yeah thanks Manny for his time and, and thanks to the people that have downloaded that if you missed that one do go back part one and part two is coming very very soon which is yeah that is a, that is a must listen uh really tricky to to do and and tricky to edit as well to listen to it back so i really hope it, it helps the people that listen to that but yeah rich any other business before we go off into the north Walesian sunset
0: i don't think so no like you said we will be keeping you up to date on everything we hear from the race course. And, you know, as Nave said there, do follow us on our socials, because that's the best way to keep up to date. Again, email us at robbrownred@gmail.com gmail.com if you've got any questions or thoughts or anything you want to get off your chest, and we'll try read some of them out in the weeks ahead as well. Like Nave said, the schedule is still quite vague because we don't know what's going to happen to sort of justify a record or not. So any major news, obviously, will be all over it. If it's another quiet week, then... You know, we might get an interview out there or whatever, but, you know, we want to bring you all the latest news as and when we get it because we are fans like you and we know how much it means to have something to listen to and to digest. So just thank you very much again for listening to us since the start, really. I think episode 73, this one, so absolutely mind-blowing that, you know, there's been this audience and the audience is actually growing rather than you know melting away. So thank you very much. And yeah, as Nave said those graphics that he posted on social media. If you've not already checked out the name the player one where you guess who they are from their previous clubs. We Nave sent me the drafts for the ones that are coming up and they are going to get a lot harder. So <laughs> you need to be doing your warm-ups on them. But yeah Thank you very much for joining us on Rob Ryan Red, a podcast brought to you in association with Red 10 People Development. The music, the stings, brought to you from Wrexham bass band Hypnotic. Thank you very much. Enjoy the sunshine. Hopefully there'll be signings on the way. Buckley or Benadorm will be there either way. Rob Ryan Red, thank you very much. Take care and goodbye.